Hi, my name is Juliana Valdivieso. I'm a collegiate recovery intern for the Collegiate Recovery Program, and I'm the host for the podcast of the Collegiate Recovery Podcast. Thank you for finding us, for wanting to be a part of this journey. We wanted to create this platform to destigmatize recovery and to bring a community of people at UCLA to understand that no one is alone. And we're here for you, we have resources for you, and we appreciate you. So thank you again, and please enjoy this episode. Hi everyone, my name is Juliana Valdivieso. I am a senior at UCLA, and I'm the intern for the Collegiate Recovery Program. This program um, decided to make a YouTube channel and a podcast. And in these platforms, we're going to be here to discuss recovery while navigating UCLA and all the resources that you can find while at UCLA while dealing with recovery. Today, I have Isaac with me, who will be sharing his recovery story. Hi, Isaac. It's going to be just a light conversation, but also a very vulnerable and true and honest conversation. So we thank you very much, Isaac, for being here with us and being vulnerable and strong. Um, We really appreciate it. So I guess to begin, if you're okay with sharing, how you came to recovery. So, yeah, thank you for that. Um, So what started my recovery journey? so I grew up with um, alcoholism in my family. So alcoholism and addiction, and um, so I grew up with that, like in my family. And I was always like familiar with it. I didn't really know what like addiction or any of that was, but I like had, a, you know, I grew up with it. So it was like pretty normal to me. And I didn't know that um, what basically healthy ways of drinking or healthy ways of basically um, being a family where so I just had a very dysfunctional family Um, but yeah so like I grew up with like very distorted uh, perceptions of like what um, a family is and like what a drinker is because my family just you know they just drank like till they like blacked out and um you know, they got arrested a lot and did a lot of messed up things. So, um, so yeah, like getting into recovery, like once I, I remember growing up, I told myself it was never going to be anything like my dad, um, cause he just caused our family a lot of harm. So I was just going to like, you know, sway, sway away from that kind of lifestyle as much as I could and then um but then I so like I grew up in Utah and I moved like every two years because my dad would um lose his job so we'd have to like go and move and we'd start a new school and basically every two years I was a new kid so um I always felt like I never fit in anywhere and I never really like um it was it wasn't a stable place for me to be growing up in and 
And yeah, so I, I didn't want to be anything like him. And then I, so when I moved from Utah to, to um, California, where I live now in Carpinteria, it's close to Santa Barbara. Um, I was a new kid again and, and I was here like in eighth grade and I, and then I started high school the next year and I, and I hated it here because I was a new kid again and uh, I didn't know anybody again and I was in a whole new state now and uh, I just felt like I didn't belong and so I started uh, I joined the football team because I met one of my I met some a friend of mine and he like told me to join the football team and so I was like you know whatever because I felt like I still didn't belong and uh and yeah, like one of the things that they did a lot was drink. And um, I remember taking my first drink and getting, um, I was taste- taking my first drink, I was like around like 14, maybe 14, 15. Um, and I remember tasting it, I was like, this tastes like shit. And then I, I drank a couple more beers, like maybe two or three. And then um, then I felt the buzz and I was like, oh, this is why people drink. And then that night we, I think we shotgunned 11 beers. Like that's like when you like do like a, it's like a, drink, a way to drink the beers faster. And, and then I threw up and then I remember I was like, okay, that's my limit. And um, and yeah, that was like, I didn't, like that was, when you like tell uh, somebody who's not um, used to that, kind of like drinking, or isn't like, I don't know. It just, it didn't seem abnormal to me, which is um, not, which is not normal for like the, I guess for people that are non-alcoholics or didn't grow up in, that kind of lifestyle or kind of family um but yeah so like i that's like how i started off and everything i told myself about like my dad like being like saying like oh, i'm never gonna be anything like him that all like went out the window when i wanted to fit in you know wanted to be part of like um be part of a group basically and i wanted to fit in and not be an outcast anymore and uh you know, just fit in with the people, and and yeah, it was it was uh, so basically, I drank like that every weekend uh, until I gra- graduated high school, uh, and I don't think I was sober at all, like for more than a week uh, at high school. And I used to drink like during class, you know, in class and right in front of the professors and um, or right in front of the teachers. And, you know, I didn't really care. I didn't see that as anything um, strange because I was doing the best I could just to get by by in the day because I was so anxious, so nervous, so like suicidal. Like I didn't want to be myself and drinking made me feel a lot more comfortable. And um, so that was like my basically my medication and um you know help me get through the 
get through um, the hard times I had. And and yeah, so like when I, I started doing that and it just got worse and worse. And, um, and yeah, I was like around 19 and nine, I think around 18, that's when I first got arrested. And then, uh, and then I got arrested two weeks after that for a DUI. And then, um, then like about a year later, I got arrested for uh, a felony. And then about a month later, I woke up blacked out in jail. And um, and yeah, that was like, that was like when, right when I like turned 18, I was like, I just immediately got arrested. And then from then it was kind of like back to back. And so I was like around like 19 and um, and it was like around, I think I was, yeah, like early 20. It was like late 19, early 20. And when I woke up blacked out on jail and, um, and then from then I remember telling, I like, I was still in a, in a haze and I, and I remember being in jail and like, um, just looking up and being like, fuck, like, fuck, like, what did I do? And, um, you know, like, I'm gonna, what came up in my head was like, I'm gonna either go to prison for the rest of my life or I'm gonna kill myself. And, um, and then that's when it like hit me that like, you know, I'm exactly like my dad and, um, everything that I like hated, like, that's what I became. And, um, in that moment, that's when I like, uh, I'm not religious or anything, but I like, you know, I just asked for help for, from like something and I'm still not religious, but like, I, you know, I just asked for help for something that was, you know, just for anything. Um, I just asked for any kind of guidance or any help from whatever was out there and um and yeah so like the the day I got out of jail was September 17 2016 and uh that was the the last day I drank two so I've been sober ever since then and uh and yeah my journey really started in like AA um Alcoholics Anonymous and um and also in a sober living that I was living at. I moved into the sober living living because I knew that they're gonna put me in jail uh, if if I uh, if I didn't do something. So like I had to I had to do um, I was willing to do anything just to like not be in jail or you know, be living the same way that I used to be living. So I moved into a sober living and I lived there for the first like six months of my sobriety. And um, during this time, I was still a full-time student at my city college and I moved to a new city. So I lived in Carpinteria and I moved to Santa Barbara. And, um, and I had to like find a new job and um, Basically, all my friends that I had previous, previously, all we did was get high or get drunk. So I had to cut all of them off. And, uh, 
And the girlfriend I had at the time, she broke up with me the day I got out of jail. So um, I was like heartbroken, like lonely, and um, you know, fresh, fresh in sobriety with all these emotions, feelings like stress, stresses of school. I was failing classes back to back, and um, and yeah, so I was in a really, really shitty place, and um, and yeah, I would. And during that time, it was so, like, so hard. Um, that was probably, I don't think it was the darkest I've been, um, but it was really, really hard um, to get through those days and to be sober and to be um, present with everything. So, like, honestly, it felt like days were, like, weeks and weeks were, like, months and um, months were, like, years. Like, it was... It was a like super super um, present, and that was so uncomfortable. But it was also I remember that um, the first couple months, I I think I I remember you know actually like laughing and like being like um, happy and uh, you know just like doing like little like little smiles every now and then and um having them actually be like genuine because i before then I, I didn't i didn't laugh at all like if i did it was like fake um or it just wasn't genuine and i don't remember being i don't remember being happy or free or like um you know carefree since i was a kid and and um i always chased that like that's what i always wanted through like alcohol drugs um, everything and and I remember getting a little glimpse of that while I was sober my first couple of months and um, yeah that's what really like pushed me through like those little little glimpses of like happiness and um, freedom basically and yeah so that was um, that was basically like my journey journey the first like couple six months I was super uncomfortable but it also like I felt everything and um, like all the good, but also felt or like uh, I felt all the bad and I also felt all the good, which was um, very it was different for me and um, and yeah, like I I wouldn't want to live that live that um, relive that ever again or wish wish any of that on anybody. But um, but I'm so grateful for those like first couple months of sobriety, because um, that's when I like felt like I learned the most and was the most um, I don't know, just the most willing and uh, and yeah, I don't I felt like those were like the most the hardest times, but also some of the most um, happiest times in my life. Um, I don't remember being that happy since I was a kid. Um, so yeah, that was that was super um, that was super new to me, and um, yeah, that was like basically the start of my sobriety. Um, so incredible journey, Isaac! Oh my gosh, um, thank you so much for sharing that. That's a really powerful story because. First of all, now in UCLA, 
and it took a lot to be able to see the journey that you're on and not want to be on it anymore. It's so hard. And also, I it came to me when you were talking about wanting to fit in and your time of eighth grade and then being a new kid, and um, the the word fit in or the term fit in remind me of Brene Brown, how she kind of distinguishes between fit in and belong and how when we're fitting in someplace, we're not really being true to ourselves. And when we're belonging, when a group of people, like, you know, we belong to this people, we're completely ourselves and we don't have to fit in. And um, to be in a situation where you feel like you had to fit in and then to take a step back and realize that you want to belong somewhere else where you belong to yourself is really powerful journey. So thank you for sharing that. Um, but I did want to ask, how how do you find your freedom now and your time at UCLA? Have you navigated being on your recovery journey? How have you navigated through that? And um, what does freedom look like now for you? So, yeah, um, thank you. Uh, I feel like freedom for me, um, so definitely... I didn't know what freedom was before, uh, but now I have like a freedom. I take it for granted sometimes now because I've been sober for like four years now, but I remember before I would wake up and I would be so, I'd be like, I would pray that like, I won't, I won't um, drink today or like I won't, I won't go down this spiral again. and. And the first thing that I would be in my bed and I would, you know, the first maybe two to three minutes or five minutes, I'd already be so like drained and I wouldn't even want to get up anymore. Um, so like it, that was like, that was like being like super, um, I felt like super imprisoned in my own mind. and. And yeah, so like what freedom is now for me is like I get, I get to actually choose to, um, to do what I want to do, and I don't have to sit and sit in my, in my bed, hoping and praying that I won't want to like kill myself today, or that I won't want to have to like you know sit in my own self pity or like sit, just be super like. Um, absorbed in myself and I get that freedom today and what that looks like for me today is especially at UCLA is that like I get to do you know I get to wake up and now I mean now that everything's on zoom it's a little different but like while I was at while I was on campus I got to you know wake up and go to the go to I forget what it's called. I think it's Brewing Cafe or B Play. Yeah, B Play. So I'd go there every morning, and and I remember. I mean, I come from like a pretty uh, like poor background, so you know, going to to B Play like every morning and eating a breakfast. I've never done that. Like eating pancakes every day and and eggs and you know healthy foods like like fruits and stuff like that like every day i got to do that and 
I got to wake up, go to class at 9.32 for some of my classes, and, you know, go on a walk from, like, one side of the campus to the other side of the campus. And, and like, sometimes I was still on myself, but for most of the part, I was able to, you know, go out and live my, live my life. And what that looks like now is, like, I get to... I, I'm a psych major, so I, I, uh, I basically dedicated my life to just helping people. And that's what I want to do with psychology. And every day I get to do that. Like I get to go strive for that goal that I have. And I don't have to do it through school. Like I definitely don't have to do it through, through school. I could, I was already living, living my dream job at my old city college. And you now I would have been so content just there. But, um, I feel like school has like opened up so many opportunities for me and and uh, UCLA was my dream school and you know so like coming here was was very uh it's very like it's very humbling and very surreal to me honestly like I I talked to a lot of my transfer friends and a lot of my friends are like first gen students and yeah, they always talk, they always say the same thing, like, this was our dream school, and, and, you know, this is, like, it's a trip to be here, and, and today, you know, I get to, I get to acknowledge that, I get to be grateful, I get to know that, like, yeah, I'm at the number one public university, and, um, and not be, like, cocky about it, but be, like, you know, I deserve to be here, and, and, you know, know that I'm, that I'm enough, and, that I am worthy and and be able to like want to give that back to other people like that's like the big thing too is just like wanting to give that back because yeah I remember just being in a place where like you feel like you're so unworthy and your life isn't worth anything you know you, you don't want to like have other people go through that and so that's what I like I get to do today I get to give that back and that's that's a dream dream come true for me so that's like what I get to do that's what 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 like freedom is for me today and you know I get to I get to cry too like things like this and I get to be vulnerable and and not feel not have to like hide myself uh, so yeah that's like what freedom is like for me today Thank you for sharing it. Oh my goodness. Um, that's really powerful. I keep saying that, but honestly, you're, what you're saying is so powerful. Your journey is so powerful. You're right in uh, taking things for granted and eating fruit. Just that is like, I picture that it's like a glimpse of happiness. Um, and thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of our interview today. Um, I'll end it here. And if anyone is listening or watching, follow us on cop crp um on instagram and um yeah thank you so much everybody for listening thank you isaac that story was truly a story of triumph and perseverance isaac is incredibly inspiring and i am so grateful to know him thank you all for listening and for joining in on the conversation 
If you want to listen to more podcasts and stick along on this journey, then follow us on Instagram at UCLA underscore CRP. Thank you again.